want to talk about how to spot a fake. I mean, I've designed a lot of fashion accessories in the fashion industry in New York City, and there's always the conversation about how to spot a fake handbag. And the way to spot a fake handbag is just the quality. The quality is just not there. The stitching, the material, it's that's like the biggest giveaway in spotting a fake handbag. And I think the same goes for spotting fake friends or f- spotting fake people. There is a lack of quality with these types of people. Um, there's a lack of commitment. Um, they don't always keep their commitment. Um, they're, they're ambivalent about, you know, are they going to meet up with you? Are they not going to meet up with you? And that's because they don't care. You're not a priority. Um, They will never make it easy. And, you know, being with good quality people is enjoyable. They make you a priority. They take time out of their schedule. Fake people don't. You know, fake friends also create a lot of drama. And fake friends also like to talk a lot about themselves. They don't care about listening to you. And that's a big red flag. Like if you sit and listen to your friend for 20 minutes talk about all of their problems. And then as soon as you want to talk about your problems, they have to go. Or if you call them to talk about your problems, they're just not listening. So the relationship is not reciprocated. They'll find ways to disconnect when it comes to listening to you. And that's a red flag. That's not a true friend. They also say bad things about you when you're not around. So they're backstabbers. So they're not loyal to you. A loyal, true friend, a good quality friend, or a good quality person, how, the number one sign that you can tell if the, if the person's good quality is they will say good things about you behind your back. Think about that. They'll say good things about you and they'll defend you behind your back. A fake friend doesn't. Fake people don't do that because they don't care. They're only sweet when they need you. You know, they put on this fake nice, you know, front And it's, it's difficult. It's difficult dealing with fake people. You know, and then you have to decide, you know. I always look at prioritizing people. You know, the fake friends you put at the bottom of the list. Because why invest your energy and time with people that are fake? And some people will think, well, I seem to attract these people. Well, you need to change that because you don't really get quality material or quality. You don't get the good qualities out of fake people. You're not going to get loyalty, you know, out of people like that. You know, the, the fake friends are usually the ones that are the cheaters, the liars, the narcissists. 
The loyal people are the good quality people. So if you're attracting low quality people, and that's what I consider them to be, low quality, you need to reassess your life. You know, pay close, pay close attention to what these people say. Pay close attention to what people do. How they make you feel. True friends are consistent and honest. You know, sometimes we ignore the red flags and then years later they bite those red flags bite us in the ass and that's because we didn't listen to our gut feelings. So don't ignore the warning signs such as lying or constant complaining and gossiping. Don't ignore those red flags because when a person will gossip to you about her girlfriend, she will gossip about you to her other girlfriends. That's the way it works. If you notice red flags early on, you need to rethink the friendship. I've made mistakes along the way where I've trusted certain people, you know, I've shared personal intimate things about myself because I thought these people were good people, but I met them when I was much younger. And when you're younger, you just, you kind of have blinders on or you just, you know, there's a saying, you have rose-colored glasses on and you see the good in everybody. Well, when you do that, you kind of set yourself up to be hurt. You know, when you go for a job interview, you know, they interview you, but you're also interviewing them. You're, you want to make sure that the, the company is the right fit for you. It's the same with people. Just because you meet someone and you talk to someone doesn't automatically make them a friend. You know, some of the worst women that I've encountered are women that are jealous or competitive or envious. Because you can't have a genuine friendship. Because they're always competing. They're always trying to one-up you. And that's the worst feeling. You know, sometimes you just want to go out and just have dinner or have lunch or just, you know, talk about what's going on in another person's life. But when there's, when the person's constantly, you know, competitive, they're always one-upping you. Like, oh, you went on vacation? Oh, I went on this vacation. Or, oh, you bought that, that ring? Oh, I bought this ring. Like, they're, you can't just sit back and relax because they're always one-upping you. And that's just, that's not fun. That's an insecure woman. That's what that is. A healthy, quality person is going to say, oh, that's beautiful. That vacation sounds lovely. And then ends it. They don't need to, you know, insert themselves and say, oh, well, I have a ring too. Or I went on vacation too. Because that's one-upping each other. That's not a secure person. A quality person will share in your joy. Not compete with your joy. And then that you know, begs the question, when do you stop being friends with someone? You know, genuine friendships are based on trust, 
loyalty, affection. And when a friend takes more than they give, and that makes you feel bad about yourself, it may be time to end the friendship or just quietly walk away. You have to consider whether or not you can actually respect your friend. You know, look at these signs. These are different signs to look at. How much do they talk about themselves? If they dominate the conversation every single time, chances are that's a toxic person. I mean, I I have a friend that every time she calls me, she dumps on me. Dumps, dumps, dumps. And I just stopped answering the phone. Literally, I stopped answering the phone. I tried to be a good friend, and I was a good friend for a long, long time. But when you take advantage of someone, which is what she did, then I step away. Because it wasn't being reciprocated. How interested are they in you? Do they ask a lot of questions about your life, your opinions, your feelings, what's happening in your life, or do they only talk about their problems? Do they support you when things are rough? These are signs of a real friend. You know, there's nothing worse than, you know, having a friend ask me questions, but they're things you know part it's like they're stuck in a part of my life that's that was like five years ago that's how old the material is like oh yeah I remember when you were doing this and it's like no that's five years ago and that's when I realize that I'm only listening to her she's not listening to me or she's not even asking questions about my life so the material, the last material that she has on me is five years old. Red flag. Also look at what type of people do they hang around with. Because the, the circle of people that we hang around with, you know, there's a saying that the people that we hang around with are the people that we are going to become like them so if you're hanging around with you know dishonest people or if you're hanging around with manipulative people chances are you're gonna those people are gonna rub off onto you are you hanging around with quality people You know, I edit my friendships. You know, the people that I feel that really care about me, they rise to the top. The people that only gossip and gossip and dump, they they lower themselves to the bottom of the list. I don't invest as much energy into them. I don't make as much effort into calling them or contacting them. 
Also, there's some people that aren't very good at asking questions. You know, this doesn't mean that they don't care. However, you know, you should get the general impression that they want to know you on a deeper level. There's different ways of getting to know us. And if a person isn't getting to know us or isn't expressing an interest in different ways, it's because they don't care. Some people only want like a sounding board. They only want a human being to sit there and to listen to them. Do they apologize and make up for their mistakes? That's a big one. It's something to pay attention to. You know, there's some people that will remember the private personal things that you share with them only to use it against you later on, only to hurt you with that exact information, that personal information that you shared with them. That's not a friend. That's a sadist. Do they lie to you or others? You know, there's a saying that healthy people are the truth seekers and narcissists are the truth annihilators. So if you find someone that is constantly lying or their story just doesn't add up, chances are they're probably a narcissist. An occasional white lie is fine. That's not what I'm talking about here. Sometimes, you know, we'll tell little white lies because we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. So if like, for example, if a girlfriend says, do you like my new haircut? And you absolutely hate it. You may tell a little white lie and say, yeah, I think it looks lovely because you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. Or if she says, do you like my new jacket and you think it's god awful ugly? You're not, you may not want to hurt her feelings and just say, oh, it's great. It looks really beautiful on you. That's not what I mean by a white lie or, or that's not what I mean by a lie. When a person is completely dishonest and just telling flat out lies. It's not always easy to know if someone is lying to you as well. You have to watch them with other people. If they lie to other people or act insincere, they'll do the same to you. Also, how do these people make you feel about yourself? That's a big one. And that's something that we don't really talk about in society. We don't really think about it too much. But when you're with another person, how do these people make you feel about yourself? To me, that's really important. Because if you have a friend and you spend time with this person and then you leave this person and you feel worse after speaking with them or you feel worse after thinking about them or you feel worse after you know going on a trip with them that's a big red flag 
You know, how, how people affect our mood is really important. You know, you can, you can think that you, you are suffering from depression or feel like you're suffering from anxiety. But honestly, it might just be the person you're with. Because some people can be toxic and we take on that toxic energy. We feel that toxic energy. If you're hanging around an unhealthy person, you can't expect to feel healthy around them. I mean, I know one woman in particular. She shared with a group of us that she, um, I think she spent, I think she had like coffee or something with a friend and her friend had all this loss. Like her friend, her friend's neighbor, no, her friend's husband died and daughter died and mother died. All these people had died in a very short amount of time. And this woman that was telling us the story told us how she was experiencing and feeling this dread that she was feeling depressed and it was because she took on the feelings and emotions of this woman who was grieving the loss of three people so That's my point. Pay attention to how you feel when you're with other people. Because this woman was feeling the dread that her friend was feeling. So think about, you know, how bad friends can make us feel. And this woman, her friend was not a bad person. That's not my point. But but think about how bad friends can make us feel. They can make us feel bad about ourselves. They can make us feel that there's something wrong with us. They can make us feel that we're not good enough. They can make us need to change ourselves in order to fit in. We can feel ashamed of ourselves. We can feel that we're, we're not good enough. We can feel that we can't let our real personality shine through. So if you're with someone that makes you feel these things, that's not a good quality person. That's a fake person. You don't want to be around someone like that. That's toxic. Are they critical of your achievements? If you you have achieved things and someone is being critical of that... That's a red flag. Good friends can give constructive criticism when you need it. But mostly they should be supportive of you. If you have a friend that's cutting you down or criticizing you, that's not a good friend. Friends are supposed to be supportive. Friends are supposed to lift us up, not knock us down. Do they understand your limitations? Do they understand your boundaries? If a person is breaking your boundaries, that's another red flag. We all have personal space. We all have personal boundaries. 
It's obnoxious, I think, when people cross our boundaries. It's absolutely obnoxious. If they apologize, then that's one thing. Are they supportive? Do they, you know, do these people stand up for you? Do they help you out when you need it? You know, these are all things to think about with quality people. If we spend as much time on the people in our lives and the quality of people as we do with the quality iPhone or the quality sneakers or the quality handbag or eyeglasses or whatever the case may be, the types of fingernails, you know, when we get our nails done, the color, if we put as much criticism and critiquing in the types of people we allow in our lives versus the type of fashion we allow in our closets, we'd probably be a lot healthier. Because toxic people and fake friends are very unhealthy. They're very bad for us. And fake friends act differently depending on who's around. Real friends are consistent and not two-faced. You know, do these people seem happy to see you? There are some friends that just want to get stuff from you. They just want stuff. They don't care about the friendship. They're just using the friendship to get material things. That's also a red flag. I mean, I have this one friend that she started out with little things like, can you pick me up this ma- pick up this magazine for me? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. That's three bucks. What's, what's the big deal? But then over time, very subtly, she kept increasing. Hey, can you pick this up for me? Can you pick this up for me? And I didn't think anything of it. Because it's like doing a favor. But then over time, when I started looking at all these things that are like, hey, can you pick this up for me? All the stuff really started adding up. And I really started thinking, this is a problem. And that's what toxic people do. They will manipulate you into either giving them things, buying them things, doing things for them. And I stopped. And the moment I stopped, I I ended up getting an email from her saying, hey, can you go to the store for my husband in Manhattan and take pictures of the, the floor and, you know, of this particular section of the store. It was a department store in Manhattan. And I didn't respond to the email. And then like a few days later, she's like, did you do it yet? Did you go? Did you go into Manhattan? I told you to do this. And she ended up calling me because I ignored that email too. She called me and I said to her, 
I don't work for you. I'm not your employee. You're not my boss. So what makes you think that you can tell me what to do or where to go? I don't work for you. If you want someone to go into Manhattan and do this work for you, you need to hire someone. I'm not your maid. And if you think that at any point in time you can just give me instructions on what to do and where to go, you're wrong. And that's when we started having problems. Because that's when she realized, you know, I was going to be a problem. Because I started saying no. And the word no is very powerful. When you have a person that's aggressive and pushy and bossy and very narcissistic, um, when you say no to that type of person, it's very empowering for, for you. But for the other person, they get pissed off. They turn into like a wild beast. It's kind of funny to watch, actually. Because they're so narcissistic, they can't even imagine that anyone on this planet would say no to them. But I did. And I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it. Because who the hell do you think you are? She thought she was better than me. She thought I was below her. Well, what I realized is she's not a quality friend. What I also realized is she's not a, even a quality person. What I've learned is she's a narcissist. And narcissists can be very demanding, very degrading, very bossy, controlling, and the list goes on and on and on. And the friendship ended. It's unfortunate because, you know, at one point I really did like this person. But that was before she started asking for all this stuff. You know, narcissists love getting stuff. And I realized that I became her narcissistic supply. And when you cut off the supply, they get pissed off. A healthy person doesn't need any supply from another person. They have their own soul, their own spirit. You know, a healthy person doesn't need material things from another person. They can just buy it themselves or receive it as a gift, you know, whatever it is. Another thing is, can you be yourself around them? Can you be yourself around these people? Can you trust them to keep a secret? That's a big one. I don't even tell people secrets anymore, to be honest. I've learned my lessons over and over and over. Do not share your personal, intimate secrets or problems with anyone except for your therapist. 
because your therapist is the only person that will contain it. Secrets or stories that we share, they're like wild creatures. They, they don't always stay with the other person. They have a life of their own. So if you have a secret and you, you don't want it to be spread around, don't share it. I remember many years ago when I was dating and I was in my 20s, I was dating this guy who I really liked. He was very polite, very, he was a gentleman. I told my girlfriend about him and I, I told her that I really liked him. And So she goes to a hockey game. And this is a friend that can't keep her mouth shut to save her own life. She goes to a hockey game and she sees there is like a group of guys sitting behind her in the bleachers or in the, in the stadium or auditorium or whatever you call it. And she starts chatting up these guys and she asks these men where they worked. And she's like, oh, my girlfriend is dating this guy by the name of such and such and he works the same company. And she's like, yeah, my girlfriend really likes him and blah, 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 blah. And she's just going on and on and on. Well, what happened was she's telling the very guy that I was dating. Small world. But I was humiliated. And this is, again, this is not exactly a quality friend. A quality friend does not share your personal information. She didn't know that she was going to be sharing this with the very guy that I was dating. But, surprise, (laughs) dumbass. But it said a lot about her. Can't keep a secret. Can't keep your mouth shut. You know, and then she backs it up with, what's the big deal? Okay, so I told him that you like him. It's like it's not your place to intervene. You know, and that's one thing that I, the pattern that I saw, she was always intervening in relationships. This is another one that's a big one. Do they drop off the radar when they start dating someone new? That's a big one. And I've seen that a lot. When the female or male starts dating someone new, they just they fall off the planet. They ignore you when they meet a new boyfriend or girlfriend. And then they suddenly reappear when the relationship goes wrong and they want advice. Or they want emotional support. Real friends make time for you even when you're caught up in an exciting new relationship. Shouldn't matter if you're in a new relationship, going through divorce, going through a breakup. Shouldn't matter. If you're a good quality friend, you're going to work on maintaining relationships. 
Here's another red flag. Are they using you to gain access to other people? These are the social climbers. I don't like these social climbers. It's one thing if they're trying to get a job and they need help. You know, if you know someone at the company that they're trying to get into, that's a whole different thing. But social climbing just to get access to other people, that's something else. Fake friends try to get close to you because they want to take advantage of your connections. Red flag. Do they use emotional blackmail? Another red flag. Fake friends try to get something from you by manipulating your emotions. This is called emotional blackmail. difficult but it's best to cut out the the fake friends out of your life it's not worth it it's not worth the drama it's not worth the chaos it's not worth the heartache you know it's best to seek out quality people people that have done the work on themselves you know that's the thing people that go to therapy are the people that really want to work on themselves they heal themselves. And that's what I like. The people that do the work. The people that want to grow. The people that want to change. The people that want to evolve. Not the people that are stuck in old high school patterns. You know, there's like the crowd of people that never left your hometown. And then there's the crowd that, you know, moved on to the big cities they're two different groups. It's not, I'm not saying one is good or bad, they're just different. There's a loyalty to the people that are from your hometown because they know who you are, they know the true you. The people in the big cities don't really know the true you. So you have to be careful. Go for quality, not quantity. 